you look into that, you see that people have expectations of you based on what they understand. You know, they will place demands on you based on what they think is right. But what they think is right and what God knows is uh, they are totally different things. So what is important for you as an individual to figure out what God wants for you? The Bible says, it says eyes have not seen, ears have not heard me. God has for those who love him. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head off the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head off the ground. We break into everything. We break into Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barbara's Corner, where we step out on faith and divide the odds. I am your host, Joyce Dunkor. Today we have our Barbara of the month of September 2022. He's none other than Judah Zubairu from Sierra Leone, but he's Nigerian. So amazing. I guess he's gonna share his story. So let's just get into it. Minister Judah, please introduce yourself. Hey Joyce, thank you for having me here. My name is Judah Zubairu, gospel music minister from Sierra Leone. Different hats, me the professional as well, because that's what I did professionally in school. Okay. Studied mass communication specializing in public relations and advertising. But what I'm really here for is based on the fact that I'm a music minister and it's a <laughs> pleasure and I'm honored to be on here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So did this music always something you wanted to do, like right from childhood? Well, that is a, a tricky question because I used to always sing. I used to always sing because my dad used to sing as well. My dad is a pastor, by the way. Okay. So both my parents, yes, both my parents are pastors, so... That's how I got to be in Syria. My parents came from Nigeria as missionaries to Syria. Nice. My dad started the church. So the thing where that is a pastor and you're the son, you have to like do something yeah. like yeah. probably play instruments or if you can sing, obviously you have to sing yeah. and all of that. So from a really young age, I started learning how to play instruments and I also started singing. So how it started for me was I used to do it just because of the fact that I should or because my dad is a pastor and I should mm. contribute to but then I did it for long enough to a point where I realized that I really had a gifting for it, that I was really called to it. Because then it wasn't just me playing the keyboard or singing because of pastor or somebody. Mm-hmm. I saw that I was really passionate about it internally. And I used to have promptings from God. I started writing songs. I remember I even wrote my first song at age nine. Age nine, one of my first songs. And since I started writing songs at age nine, I've been writing songs since then. Wow. You know, your theme song. Right. <laughs> And all these things, if the women ministry have a, a Thanksgiving and their thing, yes, they are the calling out to you. Yes, you write the song. I did that for a long while. I was even doing it for other churches. Other churches wow. would call me. I'd write songs, go help out with the choir. 
and all of that. So I would say with that in mind, I've always been doing music because starting from really young, despite how it started for me, but it has always been a part of my life. Because mm -hmm. like I said, my dad also used to sing. My dad had two albums. Right. We did two gospel albums. So wow. I remember I have memories from earlier on as a young boy that I would go with him to the studio, mm. see him record, be around other musicians, hear how people make music. So it has always been in me in some way. That's great. I just want to just digress a little bit and talk about being a pastor's kid and all yeah. the things that it comes with because I'm also a pastor's kid. And um, yes, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you Yes. <laughs> So I know the whole nine years, the things that you have to do. And how did you feel being a pastor's kid? Yeah, let me just ask that. I mean, honest enough, as you already know, it's not easy. It's tough that there's a lot of expectations that if you're honest to say you didn't prepare for. Yeah. Because our parents get to choose the fact that they want to be pastors. Mm -hmm. But being a pastor's son or daughter, you didn't necessarily no. choose that. It's just yeah. something you were born and then Into, you realize yeah. that. You are a pastor's child and you have to do certain things. People say, oh, as a pastor's child, you should not do this, you should do this, you should do this, and do that. So it's, you know, earlier on, I would consider the fact that it was a lot. It was tough. It was hard. It seemed yeah. like it was, to some extent, it was burdensome because certain things you didn't prepare for and you didn't even know yeah. that you were supposed to do them. And for some reason, you're wondering, okay, is it that the laws of God are different for pastor's children? I didn't get the memo for this one. So... It was confusing. Sometimes it's frustrating. But honestly, now that I am where I'm at now and with the knowledge that I have for God now, mm -hmm. I consider it a privilege for the fact that I had that background. Yeah. Because things wouldn't have been as smooth as they were or as, I wouldn't say easy, as interesting as they are now mm -hmm. if I wasn't a pastor. So, because that gave me some amount of foundation. Yeah. But the fact that now by myself, I'm in ministry as well. So having that foundation, understanding how things run, having a dad that is always making sacrifices for God constantly. Yeah. You see how he lived his life, the things that he had to do. So it just gave me that sort of notch to prepare me to be in ministry for myself. When I got to a point that I had to make a decision for myself, accepting mm -hmm. God's call upon me, having that background really helped. Back then, it didn't seem like so much of a blessing or anything. It seemed like it was just a heavy load or a weight right. that I didn't want me to was all this. But now, looking back, it's really about my background. Yeah, <laughs> you have a better understanding. For me, it's just, at some point, I was like, it's my dad assistant to Jesus or something. Because <laughs> it was just too much. It was like, you couldn't do anything wrong. And if you did anything, yes. it was like, this pastor picking like pointed, the kingdom of God. <laughs> right. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed no. to wear this. You're not supposed to behave in a certain way. I'm like, as long as you can. Yeah. Like, and it's made me at to some point now, it's even now that I stopped saying that to a very long time. I was like, I don't want to be a pastor's wife. I don't want to be nobody's pastor. Like, it's just too much. Pastors wife go through a lot. The pastors go through a lot. The pastors' kids go through a lot. Like, I don't want to put my kids into that. I don't want to even be that. It's just recently I just had to like, God, whatever you want to do, that's fine. It's just, I don't know. It's that fear. And I wouldn't say fear, but like it's more of the situationships that they have to go through. And I like, I don't want to even have to go through that. Let me just live a normal life because I'm very human. And I'll just, so... Yeah, let's get back into the music thing. So you went to school to study mass communication. How did I your did. parents, how did you navigate that mass communication and music? 
And then how did, I'm trying to do two in one question. And how did your parents take it when you decided to go full-time into music ministry? Or if, are you still, are you in full-time music ministry now? I am. So I think when I count my blessings, my greatest blessing that I always think of, or I'm always conscious well, are my parents. My parents are like the best thing that God ever did, did for me because my parents gave me the opportunity, the chance and the freedom to be, I would say all that God has called me to be without any restriction or fear or, or burden or pressure. My parents were, they've always been understanding and accepting of whatever I tell them, they're always inclusive. That is where I would start. And the question, what I would say is, in my earliest stages, like in my early teens, just before I was preparing to go to college and to choose what I really wanted to do, sort of had an understanding by that time what God has been calling me to do. Because it also comes with being in church. So what I used to have in church most times is that pastors that will come, prophets will tell me that, oh, God has called you. You know, you're going to be a pastor. You're going to take your father's church and you're going to be in ministry and all of these things that mm -hmm. there's no way you can escape that. So I used to hear all of those things very often from people. Mm -hmm. But internally, I never had the confirmation from God that God has really called me into that as yet. Mm -hmm. You know, so even though they were seeing it and telling me, I didn't understand it because I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't feel like I was going to be a pastor in the church leading people. But it grew on me that I got to a point that I started having that understanding that God has called me into ministry, but it's not necessarily the same ministry as most people will think that, okay, because your dad is a pastor. So no matter what happens, you have to be a pastor. <laughs> that wasn't it for me. Yeah. So when it was about time for me to get into college, I had started functioning in my music ministry. And what God was doing through me was obviously different from many other things that I've been saying around. Mm -hmm. Because it's one thing for you to do something because you like it or are passionate about it. But it's another thing totally when God is doing something through you yeah. and you realize that this is something that I don't even know how all of this is happening. Yeah. Like I remember I did one or two programs before heading it. And the presence of God was so mighty and God moved so mightily. And I was like, I think different. It's not like mm. strongly at mm. the time. It was just a proof that God has placed something inside me that I had to key into, that I had to work on, that I had to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. So it, it was really interesting that that happened right about the time that I was preparing to go to college. So what that did for me, it was that just gave me the reminder. And I had to take out time to commune with God to realize that God, is this God really you're calling me to do? Am I supposed to submit to your will in this regard of being a minister, unlike any other minister that I've seen? Or should I just go the normal route of going to school, getting yeah. a job and raising a family and doing all of those things? And then what God told me was that he has called me specifically for my generation. Mm -hmm. to represent him in a way that no one has represented him before, which will in turn draw many onto salvation mm -hmm. and lead many. That's not what I was going to. Right. I already knew. So even before I started the year one and those things, I already knew mm -hmm. that God has called me. So what you would find is usually in college, like when we would have classes, I wouldn't be so much in classes. I would have programs. I'm doing outreaches. I'm doing mm -hmm. worship, graduate, traveling, mm -hmm. provinces, doing other things. And then I'll come back for exams. I'll take exams. I'll pass. I'll be in the top five in my class. Wow. People would be like, ah, maybe I have a relationship with the lecturers or I'm doing something that is wrong and all of these things. But I was so focused on what God has called me to do mm -hmm. that when it came to things that weren't necessarily related to God, God took care of all of that. So schooling, mm -hmm. all these things. Because... And as much as I wanted to serve God, I didn't want people to have the perception that, oh, it's because I was not good in school or I'm stupid. Mm. That's why I, I'm saying that I want to go into ministry. So mm. I really wanted to do 
my college and be done with it and then focus on God. Yeah. Because I feel like for most people, especially us young people, when we start getting the sense of something that we want to do that we are passionate about, we feel as if we should forsake every other thing that's relevant. Yeah. And I don't think that's the best idea. Yeah, yeah. No. So certain people, they say, oh, okay, because I want to do music, I'm not going to go to school again. I'm not going to do any other thing. Mm-hmm. I'll just focus on music. And sometimes you'll find that that would create a perception about you that you wouldn't want. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it feels as if you're copying out, like you're just trying to find the easy route. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to go through what is necessary. Because even though I'm not functioning in what I studied, but what I studied is really helping me to be what I am doing. Right, right. Like communicating and uh, relating with people. That strategies that I learned from what I did in college is really helping to push my ministry forward. So that really helped out. So when I was done with school, I had a meeting with my parents and I told them that for a long while, I believe that we're all aware that God has called me into ministry. And that is what I want to do with my life. So I'm not going to find a job and all of those things to be in full-time ministry because that's what God has told me to do. So I got probably six or seven years ago. Think about that now, yes. I graduated in 2016. So ever since I've not worked in any office, I've just been doing ministry, being available for God, doing different programs, which probably I'm sure we'll talk about, but doing so many things that it's just because of what God has placed inside of me and me allowing myself to be a vessel for his use. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, there's so many nuggets right there. I'm just trying to remember when I was in uni, I studied in London and whilst I was there, because I loved God so much, everything I did was church. So like, yeah. I could miss school for church. <laughs> Until one of my aunts had to call me and be like, hey, listen, God understands if you have to go to school and don't have to be in church for whether a Friday meeting or a Wednesday meeting or Sunday. If you have a class, just go to that class. So, I mean, I'm coming back to where you were saying that you were doing ministry, but also going to school. For me, it was yes. like, I didn't like, God, I don't, what is this school thing that I'm doing? I just want to focus on ministry and do, at that time, that was what I love to do, but it's important, like you said, that we should not. The fact that God find calls a you balance. To, there has right, to be a balance. Right. The fact that God calls you to do something doesn't mean that you have to forsake the other thing. And the other thing that I like that you said was the confirmation that the fact that you had had prophecies and words of prophecy upon your life, you still wanted to get confirmation from God. And that's what a lot of people, I feel like they find it hard to do because once they receive that word of prophecy, it's like, okay, God said, and so they just wait, but how about go and pray about it and ask God for confirmation? God, this is what I heard today. Is this what you say? Is this what your word is saying? And get that confirmation in your spirit because also that prophecy might be on you, but it might not come to pass until you pray through. It might not come to pass until you get that confirmation in your heart. And that confirmation even helps you to live your life, to lead your life, to move in a particular direction. So I believe that that confirmation is what has helped you and guided you in the way you should go. I wish that God would give me that kind of mind that you have, that you can do ministry full time and go back and study at the same time, because my mind is not like that. And some people are not like that either. So you have to study, go and study because there are some people that I feel like these kinds of people are special breed. Like, God created them in that way that they could go. Because I know there was a girl in London that she would go for parties and stuff and come back and study for like an hour or two. And then she would just pass her exam. That's you. She would just pass her exam. So there are some people that are special breed. But if you have to read, 
you better leave those parties and go read your book but exactly <laughs> exactly and i think also for the time for those of us who get the sense of a calling from god we have to understand that just the vision is for other you know there is a period in your life where you start getting a sense of a calling upon you but it doesn't mean that it's you have to rush into it as yet mm-hmm. like taking moses for an example moses called from god he had to stay in the desert for what 40 years <laughs> right. 40 years preparing yeah. himself for the right time that he was yeah. supposed to do what he's he supposed to do so there's a time of waiting so in that waiting you can be waiting and be doing what you're supposed to be doing equipping mm-hmm. yourself preparing mm-hmm. yourself doing your schooling probably doing business as long as God has called you, it's important, in as much as the calling is important to know when you're supposed to function in that. Yeah. Because for me, there was a time, I knew when God called me that there was a time that I should do full time, where yeah, that is yeah. the only thing that I was supposed to be doing. But, but it wasn't immediately the time that he told me. It wasn't yeah. all those years ago when he told me that I thought, yeah. well, you know what, I'm not going to school, I'm not doing anything, no, I'm just going to start serving God full time. Yeah. It wouldn't have made sense. So God had his plan. And it's important that in as much as we have ideas and all that, we submit to the full spectrum of God's plan to understand yeah. it fully. And one easy way to achieve that is by spending time with God. You see, mm. that's what really helps. Yeah. Most yeah. people, the reason why a lot of us are usually deceived and confused when it comes to what we're supposed to be doing for God is one, because we don't really spend time with God. It's as simple yeah. as that. So we yeah. don't really understand what he's saying. And two, we have other voices that we value more than God's voice, like mm. a pastor or a mentor or something. <laughs> that you, you believe in what they say more than what God is saying. So mm. even if God tells you that do this, you are thinking about what your mentor has said or what mm. your... And some people don't even have one mentor. They have like six. So the six of them, the six <laughs> of them will be telling you six different things. Mm-hmm. And then you will be left confused and you yeah. don't know what to do. And God is not an author of confusion. Yeah. His word is always... It leads you accordingly as long as you submit to it. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I did starting from a really early age is that when it comes to the things that God mm-hmm. is leading me to do, yeah. I don't really discuss it with plenty people. I don't because it's unrealistic to expect different people right. to have God's perspective of you. Most people would understand what you are saying based on their own relationship with God, based on their own level of knowledge, based on their own level of wisdom and insight. Mm. They are not going to understand it in the concept of God's will for you specifically. Yeah, It's always going to be limited to their own understanding and their own limitations or whatever you might choose to call it. So most times when I'm discussing certain things, I usually have at most two people that I trust consistently, like my dad Mm -hmm. and another spiritual person that I have that I usually discuss things. And once I do that, I start going along with it best as possible. So I think that that is another advice that I have for people, especially also people. When God has called you, it's important that you start practicing the discipline of trusting God's voice above every other voice. Because oftentimes many people will tell you so many other things that you're supposed to do let's say for example for me from a very young age people used to tell me that oh you are tall very tall and you're very tall you should play basketball like basketball if you think they're always telling me that you what are you doing so i say you're wasting all this thing that you're too there are other people that will tell me oh with your height and your looks yeah. and the way you're doing things if you yeah. enter into life by now if you are just going to have made it so many, lots of people, interestingly, yeah. tell me so many different perspectives that they have of me. The very same me. You look into that, you see that people have expectations of you based on what they understand. You know, they'll place demands on you based on what they think is right. right. But what they think is right and what God knows is uh, they are totally different things. Mm-hmm. So what is important for you as an individual to figure out what God wants for you? 
The Bible says, says eyes have yeah. not seen, ears have not heard, neither God has for yeah. those who love him. There's only the spirit of God and us that knows yeah. the plans that he has for us. He says, so how do we know? We know yeah. by spending time with the spirit yeah. of God. He says this with God and we ask him, then we'll be able to ascertain and this what God has placed mm-hmm. in us. He says these yeah. things that would know those things that are freely given unto us. He says, so how do we understand those things that are freely given to us by spending time? It's as simple as that. You ignore that mm-hmm. and you want to go ask people and you want to go check with this and check with that. You always end up mm-hmm. confused. Mm-hmm. Just give an example also of a time when I was really younger. I'm still young, but when I was younger, I had a vision from God. There was an initiative mm-hmm. that God gave me, something that he wanted me to do that has never been done before. So at the time, I didn't know the things that I knew now. I talked with people. I went to people that I looked up to, people that have been doing things that I wanted to start doing. I talked with different people about this idea. They, all of them told me that it didn't make sense. They all told me that it wasn't right, it wasn't timely, that I don't, I'm not equipped enough, that I'm not experienced enough, yeah. that it's not the right time I should wait. And I was like, well, God has placed this in my heart to do at this time. And they were like, these things, when you want to do them, yeah, you have yeah. to have a certain level of knowledge or experience yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And a whole lot of things. And the interesting fact is that what they were saying, it's not like it didn't make sense. What they were yeah. saying made a lot of sense. And it was right in their own capacity and with their own experience. They were advising me based on what they knew. But what God knows about me is totally different. They didn't see it. <laughs> what God has placed in me is something yeah. that they've never seen before. That's one of the things that we have to accept about yeah. ourselves. Now, oftentimes, what God is placing you, if I have something that I want to do and people yeah. are okay with it or they understand it and they are fully in for it, I'm usually worried because I'm like, well, this thing might not be so necessary because people already accept it and understand it. But most times when people feel like, yeah, I'm not sure you can do this thing or this thing, hmm, it's not even possible. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, that's, right. that's probably why God is telling yeah. me to do it because totally. it's not being done and there is totally. a need for it. So since that time, I learned that when God is placing things in your heart to do and people don't understand it yet or they don't accept it or they don't feel like you're equipped for it it doesn't matter as long as god has told you that is the equipment that you need that is the equipment that you need that is the capacity that you need to do it as long as you keep to that then then you'd be fine that is so true so many things here so i remember i mean just was it yesterday or so i was listening to this interview by sarah jakes and adrian hutton israel hutton's wife and they were talking about how when God would have told them something, they don't, there are specific people that they, they tell or they just hold it in. I mean, at that time when there was, I mean, I, for me, I'd gone through that where God had spoken to me about two things and I decided to keep it to myself until I finally made a decision. I was, because I was in that waiting period, what I was doing yeah. in that time was praying, but I didn't realize that it was because of my own mental health. I was Mm. also thinking about and also making sure that God had said this, because one thing I know is that when we listen to everyone else, we get distracted by what God is saying. And so you end up not choosing what God said. You end up falling for what man has said. Meanwhile, yes, man, there are people that have evil hearts towards you, but there are also people that have a good heart towards you. And they'll give you their own perspective. They'll give you their own understanding of things. And not that they hate you, they don't like you, but what they may say may, may be in contrary to what God has said to you. And so that's why you had rightly said that it's so important that we go back to God, spend time with him, have that relationship with him, because it's only when you do that, that you hear him correctly, that you hear him rightly. Yes, he might have said Absolutely. that word. For me, when he gave me the word, I was still in doubt. I was like, God, no. So it was 2020 or so. 
I was doing a YouTube video and sharing the word and then I already prepared what I was going to say. So as I was talking, I just said, some people are waiting for so many confirmations. And I just rolled my eyes right there on the video. And I was like, God, this is you speaking to me, myself. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was my confirmation for me because I realized that I was waiting for like signs and confirmation and all of those things for God to do anything. Yes, God can do that. But sometimes God wants us to just be obedient to what he's saying. And like you said earlier, that sometimes what God is saying to you, it might not be for that season. It might be for... A time and so that waiting period you need to do something you have to know how to wait are you serving i was just sharing this in bible study two days ago how are you waiting are you waiting by serving are you waiting by equipping yourself how are you waiting are you just waiting and sitting down like you have a job i mean you're looking for a job you want a specific job and then you're sitting there waiting for god to just drop the job to you like it's not gonna happen you have to go and apply for those jobs yes god can do that but you have to be obedient. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So if you are not putting in the work, then what are you doing? So you need to apply for those jobs. You need to do certain things that will prepare you and equip you for where God is calling you. So thanks for all of those nuggets you have given to us. What are the challenges you face even in this process? A lot of challenges. I believe most of the challenges that I could mention are mostly related to the fact that it's tough when you're called at a really young age. Yeah. The devil definitely tries to affect Listen. what God wants to do through you because he knows that's the time that you can do the most for mm, God, not yeah. the Lord in the days of your youth. Yeah. The, the scripture, I believe in James also says, he says it's good for a man to bear his yoke while he is young. So the devil is well aware of the fact that in these are young ages where we have the energy and we have the strength and the zeal to do God's work. So it's quite common to see that it's when we're in this age that you have lots of difficulties, persecutions, temptations, doubts in your mind, fears. Mm-hmm. You are thinking that, oh, me that I'm young, if I start doing this God thing now, when will I enjoy my life? When will I do what I want to do? Oh, wow. they will start seeing me as a pastor. If they see me as a pastor, what's going to happen now with right. me? So there are all of these things that you struggle with. So earlier on, I used to have all of these thoughts because these thoughts were what wanted to keep me from fully expressing what God has placed in me mm-hmm. because you think about yourself. You're thinking that I have to enjoy my life. I have to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. And that's the message of the world that is really affecting people who God yeah. has called because yeah. the message of the world is telling you that, oh, focus on yourself, build yourself, love yourself and do what you want to do and focus on you. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and most of the time, when you spend all your time focusing on you, you have no time to focus on God. You cannot, God. It's right. impossible. Right. You know, so it has to prevail. We have our, in submitting to God's will, it means that you are letting go of your own will. Mm-hmm. In submitting to God's purpose, it means that you are letting go of your own desires. Yeah. The Bible says, it says, many are the desires in a man's heart. It says, but it's only the counsel of the Lord that will prevail. Yeah. So for me, most of the difficulties that I had and still do have, are difficulties with regards youth and mm-hmm. self-exuberance that you struggle with a lot of things, money, and uh, obviously the opposite sex is a difficulty for people like us yeah. and what you're doing because there are lots of temptations in that regard yeah. that yeah. you have to study by yourself. How to? You don't have the experience. It's not like you have ability that just <laughs> drops in you that makes you, what's the word now, immune to the temptations right, of right. women and money and this thing. So yeah. you have to develop the self-discipline yeah. and control and all these things to handle them and while still being all that God has called you to be. So that's one of the difficulties that I had with regards, that I do have with regards self-exuberance, youth exuberance, sorry, mm-hmm. and all those things. And also existing in a country where, in, like what I'm doing, which is music ministry, mm-hmm. 
we don't really have lots of people who before us have been doing it like we do in tension. Yeah. Because like worship ministry, music ministry and all these things, it's still sort of like a new concept here in Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. Because what, what they used to have in the past, they had artists that would do songs and then just put it out there, do a CD. They just sing songs and their lives are totally different. So mm-hmm. an artist will sing really good song. But then when you look at the person's life, it's not really in line with what they're yeah. saying. They're doing yeah. different things. That's not like so, Exactly. So like someone like me, I didn't really have much mentors or people to look up to in regard to what I wanted to do. So it did provide a difficulty. Because there are certain things that you want to do that you want to inquire from people, you want yeah. to help. You want people who already created a platform that you could benefit from or you could add to. But there wasn't most of that. So mm-hmm. most of what I had to do with my ministry is building some of these platforms. <laughs> building platforms, that not for self-benefit or for to just pro- promote my own work, but to also give opportunity to other people that are also yeah. coming up to also have access. So we started doing worship programs probably about eight to nine years ago, started doing that. We did tours all across the country, just getting people acquainted with this desire for worship, this desire for passion and for discovering purpose and all these things. We do seminars and camps for young ministers who also feel like they are called into God's fold to do Mm. God's work. So just equip ourselves to, the Bible says, says, iron sharpened iron. So we created those opportunities so that we could all just better ourselves and be fully equipped to do what God has called us to do. So that's another thing. And also being into full-time ministry, where it's not like you necessarily have a job that is providing funds for you. Listen. <laughs> Honestly, even getting a job is not necessarily to Right. If we're being honest. Most Especially jobs if you're not doing where, I mean, if you're not in alignment with where God is calling you, they're just there. So not having a source of income to do some of the things that God has called me to do, it can be challenging. I'm not denying. God has really helped me. I mean, honestly, I'm not, it's not like I'm complaining right now. Yeah. yeah. The way that God has elevated me and the blessings that God has blessed me and equipped me and provided to be able to do most of the things that is placed in my heart, I cannot even complain. But it's just that there are times when you feel like it would be easier to accomplish certain things yeah. if you had the right funds and the right partnership and all those yeah. things. And those are not usually readily available. So it's sort of a difficulty yeah. to do some of those things. So, But with that being said, I believe that the difficulty also makes you more equipped. The difficulty yeah. is also yeah, an avenue for building. Because yeah. if it came easy, then there wouldn't be any need for it. Yeah. So like here, we're just trying to see that with the difficulties and with all the challenges, how best can we still express what God has placed with us? That yeah. is definitely what I try to do. Yeah. So challenges don't surprise me. When I'm trying to do something and they say that, ah, oh, this has not been done before, mm-hmm. or this will be difficult here. Yeah. This mm-hmm. will be difficult. I'm yeah. like, well, then we that's why I'm it. here. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here. Because yeah. if there's a need for it, it means that despite the difficulty, someone has to take up the responsibility of getting it done yeah i have a feeling that which is probably true that god is just raising a set of people that are just on fire for him and will be obedient to whatever he calls them to do because like early this year one of the things i've said on one of our podcasts was that there's a generation fading away and that generation is fading away what are we doing as young people to fill in those gaps and if we are not prepared if we're not equipped now we are not going to be able to fill those gaps in the next five years in the next two years whatever Mm -hmm. it is so and another thing that is even like last week i was in a conference and one of the preachers said it was on Isaiah where 
God said, who would go for me? And Isaiah said, send me, Lord. And so God is looking for people that are willing and ready to be sent because there is that gap that is going to be there. And if we are not ready today, then that gap is going to be empty. And so what you're doing right now is equipping young people to have a different mindset, to have that understanding of God, to love God, to worship God, no matter what situation they are in, because Again, like we said, if you have that relationship with God, is going to speak to you. God is going to direct you. God is going to order your step and tell you certain things that you're supposed to do for that gap that is supposed to be filled. So equipping the young people right now, listening to podcasts, worshiping God, listening to sermons, having that relationship with God and going for all of these conferences because a lot of people, I mean, now it's getting better, but back then it's like, what is conference? Why am I going for this? Why am I going yeah. for that? But now it's getting better because you are realizing that I am gaining knowledge here. I want to do better. I want to grow. And that comes with you being, you desiring to be where God wants to be. You desiring to do things that will propel you forward. So it's so important what you're doing right now. I was looking at the videos and pictures that you post on WhatsApp or on your social media page. And it's amazing to see how the young people are really like on fire for God. And I pray that's what they'll carry along with them as they grow. Because that's an impact that you're having on them right now. I mean, in the future, they're going to remember what they've done and some of the testimonies you only know maybe five years later or 10 years later that this is what god did absolutely yeah so what you're doing right now is just amazing and tell us more about that it's really amazing and it's tough because like i remember one of the most recent things we did which we probably saw online was the school tour we did a school tour where we went to all the major schools here in freetown with the message of the gospel and interestingly, God placed that in my heart since last year. So this also speaks to some of the challenges that someone like me would usually have. Mm. Because when God placed it in my heart, what he told me wasn't necessarily the normal go and do a concert or a worship program, because that one I'm known for already. But this one, God was telling me specifically to go and preach like evangelism, to evangelize and preach the message of the gospel. So I was like, Privately, like I told you, it's not like I'm discussing it with anyone. It's me and God that we're always having our discussions. And, you know, so privately, I was like, ah, but God, if I start going to these schools and preaching, they'll start calling me pastor. <laughs> They're already calling me, oh, gospel arts. And that's why I called a pastor. That a young man like me to be called now a pastor. They'll start, look, they'll start looking at me somehow. So I'm always honest with God. That God, yeah. is this God. I'm like, oh God, I'm not a pastor. Is this really what you wanted me to do? And that's the thing about God only speaks once. If you, even if you want to struggle with it, it's not like you're going to change what he said. That's all. Right, right. So most, most of us, when God says something because we don't like it, we start praying or start fasting. It's not going to, what God said is what he said. It's not going to change it because of how you feel. He right. wants you to do it. That's what he told you. Yeah. That's so why I prayed for long. I was thinking about it. I was dismissing the idea. I would avoid it. I would make as if I've forgotten about it. And it was still the same in my spirit. That's what God was leading me to do in this season. So I accepted it early this year. And interestingly, that's the thing. When God sends you, he has already made the provisions available. Mm. That's what we forget. We feel like if, because I was thinking, that's what I was also thinking, (laughs) Joyce. I was like, to start going to school, taking full system and full sound system, moving Mm -hmm. with a team. I had a team of, close to 30 people that I'll be moving with in these schools, musicians mm-hmm. and protocol and all these things to ensure that everything goes mm-hmm. as well. And sometimes we'll do two schools in one week. I was like, God, I don't have the money for this to be mm-hmm. renting equipment and mm-hmm. like going to schools. You know, I can, I, how would I do that? I don't have the money. I'm not working anywhere. Yeah. And yeah. God was still like, that's what I've told you to do. Just yeah. are you going to, if yeah. you're going to do it, yeah. it's fine. What we did 
finally accepted it, obviously. It's not like I had a choice. I would struggle, but I don't have an option. So I, we did it. We made the arrangements with schools, set a schedule, and then we did the first one. Interesting what happened. In the first school we went to, we went there, we had our time. We did like an hour, an hour, 30 minutes, because we would have a time of worship. We would do some songs, and then we minister to them, give them an opportunity to accept mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So we did that. So we usually target the senior secondary school that we do the program for because for some reason, I believe that it's better when someone is already an adult, like you're yeah. 18, 19, 20, yeah. and then you make a decision yeah. as opposed to someone who's like in primary school. Right. So those are the ones we targeted. So the first school we went to, we did it at a time when it's a school, it's a big school. They had primary schools, junior secondary and senior secondary school. So as we were doing it, some kids in the nursery and primary school were still around. Obviously, mm-hmm. where there's music, they came, yeah. they were around and this yeah. and that. So we did the program and we were done. We went home. I was thinking about how I'm going to pay for stuff and how we're going to do the next one. Mm-hmm. And then I got a call from one of the people in my team and he said that a man called him. Okay, so before that, there was a child that was in the school, mm-hmm. nursery school. So she, when her dad came to pick her up from school, she told her dad that, oh, that man that I used to see his songs on TV, Judah, the, that gospel artist that I mm-hmm. like, they came to mm-hmm. our school. And it was like, oh, okay, what did they come to do? Oh, they came, they were preaching, and they sing, sang some songs for us. Mm-hmm. And then they went, it was really nice, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So the dad knew someone that knew me that was part of my team. He called mm-hmm. him up and I was like, oh, my daughter told me that you came to their school. What did you guys go to do? Mm-hmm. And then he explained that Mr. Judas Zubari was doing this, this tour in schools where he's taking the gospel to them and, mm-hmm. and giving them the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ. And the man was like, oh, okay, that's really good. Do you guys have sponsorship for that? Do you have someone that is supporting you? And I was like, no, he's just doing it by the grace of God. <laughs> he doesn't really have any sponsor right. or anything. That's good. I'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. And the man called him the next day, gave him a check. A check That check literally helps for most of the things that we needed. Wow. He gave him a check to give to me. And he even told him that he didn't want to be mentioned. That he's yeah. not telling tell me who he was. Oh. That's just God leading him to support, yeah. so, to support us. So that was one miracle that happened. Obviously, once that one happened, I'm not even doubting that this is from God. <laughs> this is from God, so, yes. yes. That was more than enough confirmation. I was not even worried anymore about right. what we need or what we don't right. need. And God also made, I had a contact with a man that has really been a blessing to my ministry, who all through the program, the sound system and instrument that we use, we didn't pay for them. He gave it to us free of charge. We went to the schools. Most of the schools we went to, there was no much protocol. It's like they were waiting for us. Yeah. Most of the principals that we yeah. would go to and tell them that we want to come and preach. So they were like, please, oh, when are you yeah. coming? And see, this is what the devil does. Because in my mind, before we started, I was afraid. I would be like, these schools wouldn't accept. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't want us to go and take two, three hours from the schedule where they were supposed to be in class. Yeah. They would yeah. allow us to be preaching, singing. Kids would be falling on the floor. We'll be doing wow. deliverance. And all of these things. They didn't complain. And I was so baffled. shocked. Yeah. I was so baffled. I was like, and this is what the devil wanted to stop. Mm. Having me all up in my mind thinking yeah. that it wouldn't yeah. work. Yeah. It would be too difficult. The schools wouldn't allow us. And when it happened, yeah. it was so easy. There was not even any struggle. Yeah. It was just God's doing. So that's just one of the things that usually happens for me. And and that's one why I've learned to just trust in what God says. That whatever he said, yep. even if I feel like I'm not ready for it or I don't have the resources for it, I'm just going to go ahead and start. Yeah, it will true. just sort things out as I'm going, going along. So that's yeah. one of the things that we did recently. We went to, to like 10 schools. We had over 1,500 kids that gave their life to Christ. Wow. During that outreach. Over 1,500. It was massive. I have not done anything like that in my entire life. Wow. So we did that. And also... For about seven years now, we've been doing a camp, Musicians Motivational Nest, 
mm-hmm. when we gather musicians from all across the country and we bring them here to Freetown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have like a week where we're teaching, where we're equipping, edifying, and nurturing people who have a gifting, who who have an interest or whatever they choose to call it. Mm-hmm. And they want to use that to serve God. Yeah. And we're doing that for, for years. It's even coming up again this November. We're doing it again this November. Awesome. That's another thing. And then we have we bow worship experience, which is probably like our biggest program that we do every year. Oh, it's wow. a worship program. It's a national worship program wherein people come, thousands of people will come together and just worship God. And another thing that God has been helping us to do. That's amazing. I just wanted to piggyback on what you said. God needs our first yes, because yes. when God says something and you're obedient, he makes a provision. I was like, because last year, God gave me an idea for the, like I always plan my year in advance for Barabekas Corner and everything I do for Barabekas Corner is a God thing. Not even like it's not even out of flesh or anything. I always submit it on God. So when an idea comes, I just know it's God. Especially when you have, I'm praying or I'm worshiping, and an idea just drops. I'm just like, okay. So last year it was like, okay, do a makeover for Women's Day, and I was like, how am I going to even have this money? But prior to that, I was doing this Osusu thing with my sister back home, and I was like, just save this money for me, whatever. I don't know. I'm just thinking about home. If we need anything, it's like emergency funds. And then this idea comes up and I was like, how am I going to get the money? And then God reminded me of the money that I have saved. I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was like, God had already made the provision for me before he even gave the idea. So it was just left to me to be obedient. And then now I have this event in October in Gambia coming up and it's called Worship and Network. And for me, it's about bringing young people together to worship and also connect with each other because like I said earlier there are spaces that we need to fill and a lot of young people have just been settling and just feeling like I can't do this we can't do this we're in, in a different country this is not my country I'm just here to pass by or something and so they've just been just doing living life anyhow but God is calling us to spaces and so I want to just create that to bring young people together to worship and network and connect with each other like hear people's stories, hear what they're doing and just be encouraged. That is powerful. That's that's awesome. So I was like, God, this, I have never heard anyone do this in Gambia, especially like even here, I haven't heard that. Like he gave me this idea during the pandemic and I was like, okay, I was thinking it was for here. But then again, I realized it's for Gambia. I was just like, God, how is this going to happen? And he's already making the provision. I'm just there. Just like, God, thank you so much. You couldn't have done it without you. Like, the yes. money is there. Put it in the funds. Like God is already providing for me personally to be able to do that because everything I do with Barry Africa's gone. It has been personal funds, but I realize that everything that I do, there's either a promotion coming for me, a better job coming for me, and all of that. And so God just needs our first yes. So once you're obedient, that provision is already made. You just have to right. take that step of faith. Once you take that step of faith, listen, God will just bring everyone. And it might not even be the, like you did. You had your first program before that provision even came. So exactly. you just have to, just God just want to see you do it. And then that provision will come. Sometimes that's all he needs from you to just have that trust in him. So it's amazing mm-hmm. that, I mean, we need to know that God just needs that first yes. And you just move with it and be obedient. The Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. So obey what God is telling you to do. And then you see what you, the miraculous things that he's going to do for you. And the lives that you are going to be impacted, even if there's no provision, think about the lives that God is using you to impact. That's very key. Like it's important. So what are the lessons you're learning right now? I'm learning. I'm constantly learning how to trust God the more because 
you know, it's an upward journey. When it comes to trust, it's something that also grows. I believe we also grow in our trust for God. Mm-hmm. Because once you overcome certain things, what you're going to overcome definitely is going to be greater than what you overcome the yeah. last time. So you realize that you need a heightened level of trust every, as you go. So like me, some things will happen. I will be like, ah, this one that has happened, I cannot ever be in doubt anymore or have fear for anything again. Right. Until I want to take a, a step that is bigger and I'm like, hey, yeah. I'm forget again or I'm overthinking <laughs> again or I'm worried again. And I just have to, it's like I'm relearning how to trust God and God yeah. is constantly proving himself yeah. to the point where I've just accepted that all my life, I'm just going to have to just be depending on God because that's yeah. what it is. I have no other source or any other thing to depend on. Yeah. I might be inconsistent. I might be limited, but God is unlimited and is always consistent and diligent. So I'm learning to trust God. And I'm learning to also be humble because I believe when it comes to humility, mm. it's something that you have to consciously do. It's not <laughs> yes. It's not like the gift that is just there and anything happens. Yeah. You're just humble, natural. Yeah. Some people think that they are naturally humble. There's nothing like that. I believe that when it comes to humility and submissiveness, it's something that you con- it's a practice that you're mm-hmm. constantly engaging every day. Yeah. Because situations will always try to expose the pride or the ego that you have in you. So it's a conscious thing based on your fellowship with God and fellowship with the word of God as well that you are beating yourself. It's like Apostle Paul said that he beats his flesh daily, mm-hmm. puts it under subjection every mm-hmm. single day. And no matter how God is taking you up, you have to constantly be bringing yourself. That he says, I increase, I decrease so that he may increase. So that's something that I'm also learning to do every single day. Because there was a point in time where I felt like, okay, I've worked on myself. I'm humble. I'm okay. <laughs> and then you would face certain things and you would experience certain things and you want to act yeah. differently. Yeah, and then you realize that this thing is not as easy as I thought. I have to yeah. constantly be working yeah. on this. Absolutely. So that's another thing that I've learned, and I also learned that growth is a continuous thing. Mm, yeah. I believe as there's never a point where you stop growing and you feel as if you. That's the one of the the essence of our salvation that we've been called to continuously yeah. grow until we are, achieve the full status of the stature of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we're never going to fully get there while we're in this body and here on earth. So we're constantly growing, maturing and taking more heights and more steps into becoming all good that God wants us to do yeah. and for us to be able to do great things. So I've also learned to be conscious of that in my mind that I always have to be taking steps towards growth yeah. and never go, get to a point where I feel complacent or feel as if that I'm fully grown. Yeah. You know, so that's all, another thing that I've learned. And also to understand people the more. I believe that most of us, especially us as believers, we don't try to understand people. Mm-hmm. We try to place expectations on people. Yeah. And yeah. without understanding their capacity or their yeah. journey and their experience. Yeah. Especially us in Africa. People probably in your side, they wouldn't have so much <laughs> of a struggle with this. But Africa, we have so much expectations and problems that we attach to people. <laughs> That in most cases has nothing to do with the people, but yeah. has everything to do with us. It's just yeah. our own mindset yeah. and fears and insecurities that we try to project on people. Yeah. So I'm just learning also because like I deal with a lot of young people mm-hmm. because of the, the events that I do and the what I'm known for. Lots of young people are attracted to me and they come to me with lots of issues yeah. that they need my help with. So I realize that if I have that judgmental mentality or expect yeah. everyone to mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't be able to help them as much okay. as I should. So I just try to put myself in the shoes of people, empathize with them, yeah. understand their journey, understand their calling, their capacity, their limitations and everything yeah. and help them to become all that God has called them to be. 
even if I don't fully understand it or I don't fully accept it or agree mm-hmm. with it, but mm-hmm. just understand them enough yeah. to allow them to be what God has called them to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this young people are so important. I mean, in every generation. And so being able to come to understand them, they actually draw close to you, to that kind of person that understands them. But when you don't, they run away from you. And that's not they what run away. Doing. Yeah. And they wouldn't be honest with you. We wouldn't. Yeah. Let me not even say they, we wouldn't, even us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because we too, we, are, we need help. So we have those that help us. So right. the ones that are helping us are not understanding and they can't relate with what we're going through. We run away from you. Or worst case scenario, they'll usually lie. They'll lie to you right, and tell you what Right, right. Right. And present that is what you want to see. This is the yeah. difference. So, and probably struggling. Yeah. And some of them end up committing suicide just because. So, yeah. Exactly. I was preparing for Bible study on Wednesday. And one of the things that came to my mind was how I would pray and say, like, God, back in the day, I'll be like, God, you're the only one that I have. You're the only one that I know. But now it's like with a deeper meaning like with deeper understanding of who god is when i say god you're the only one that i hope on like i have hope in and trust in i've come to that point where it's like it's a new meaning to me and it's very powerful and that's because you were saying we grow you have to grow we have learned that this journey is growth so we can't be at the same the bible says you can't be drinking milk all the time you have to go into eat meat and chew bones (laughs) so it's just coming to that point of growing and growth. And so as we journey through this life, we need to come to the point where we are like learning new things, growing spiritually as well. You can't, our faith in God has to be stronger and stronger. Your trust, like you said, your trust in God is growing. Like there's new levels every single time in trusting God. Like some things are bigger and beyond you. And you're like, how am I doing this? But with God, everything is possible. We just have to just trust in him. And just to round up here, one of the questions I asked on Barabika's corner is, what is it that now that you wish you had known when you were younger? Mm, Patience. I think patience is it for me because I'm not, naturally, I'm not a really patient individual (laughs) when it comes to dealing with people. There's this thing, I don't know if it happens with you, but I realize it happens with most people. When you have something in your heart, especially someone that is really driven Mm. and you are goal-oriented, when people are not moving at your speed or at your level of thinking or understanding things that you do, it gets frustrating. And you just you do know? it so, yourself. <laughs> yes, you just do it yourself. You just try to do everything yourself and yeah. feel like you don't need people or yeah. not try to deal with people as best as you can. But then growing up, I realized that you cannot avoid dealing with people, no matter how uncomfortable it gets for you. Still, you are always going to need people. You never go to a point where you don't need anyone. Everyone needs someone. So... I've, I've learned to be patient in dealing with people and understanding how to deal with people, not only how, with regards how it will benefit me, but how it will benefit them. Yeah. Let's say, for example, if I'm dealing with someone and the person I think is not functioning based on my own capacity mentally or has not as driven as me or doesn't have the knowledge and passion that I have, it's my responsibility also to help the person to come yeah. to that level. Yeah. Rather than just dismissing the person or yeah. being like, oh, this person doesn't know anything or this person cannot help me. Help people to be patient with them as God has been patient with me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. God has been very patient with me. There are so many inconsistencies that I have and God has been always patient with me, still is. So I'm just learning every day to be more patient. That's one thing that is big for me. I'm learning to be patient and patient in trusting God that all the things that he has promised and shown me out are definitely going to come to pass. And patient in dealing with people, patient in also dealing with myself and not placing too many unnecessary expectations on myself as well. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Patience. <laughs> it's very important in this day and life. We need to it have is. patience. Now, mm-hmm. last question. What advice have you got for people who feel like they can't break barriers, they're struggling? What can they do to break barriers? I believe one of the major things is... Okay, so I'll study this. Way. One of the things I believe that most people struggle with is in as much as they say what they've been called to do, they don't necessarily fully believe it. Yes, they don't necessarily fully believe it. They might have seen it. They might have an idea of what they want to do, but they don't fully believe it in themselves. They have doubts that they are capable. They have doubts if they can fully achieve it or accomplish it. They have lots of doubts. And the thing about having doubts within you is that doubt reflects in your actions. It reflects when you communicate your visions to people. They can see it. And they also start having doubts. Yeah. So one of the things that I would also say is that build yourself to a point where you trust what God has placed in you, that it is going to come to pass. That's within yourselves for a fact that God has called me to do this. And despite the difficulty that I have now, despite the fact that it doesn't even make sense or what I want to do is not even trendy right now, because trend is one thing that is really affecting a whole lot of us. Because maybe what God has placed in your heart to do you don't see it trending. You don't see much people doing it or people are kicking against it. You feel like, oh, maybe this thing is not even necessary. Or is it really God that is saying this? So just trust in the fact that what God has placed in your heart to do. Like I said, the vision is for an appointed time. That when the time is right, it's going to happen in God's time. Just be more trusting in God and be more patient. It takes time to key into that vision, to key into that purpose that God has placed in you. Make every other thing second. Put what God has called you to do first. If you don't put it first, it's never going to work out as much as it should. I see a lot of people that have their purposes. They've discovered it, but they put it second. They put school first. Mm. They put jobs first. They put relationships mm. first. Yeah. And spend the least amount of time with the thing that God has called them to do. Yeah. Maybe let's say someone like me, that you've been called into music ministry. And the last thing that you even make time out to do is to develop your instrument or to learn or improve on your skills. You don't do that. You just mm-hmm. expect things to happen by magic. So make the main thing the main thing. Make the, the important thing the important thing. Yeah. If ministry or if your purpose is what you've discovered, make it the most important thing for you. That's probably what anyone yeah. And then you'd see the difference that that will make in your life. Yeah, that's so true. Because for me, like when you know that God has called you to do something, it I don't know, you shouldn't be tired. Like it should be something that is exactly. energizing you to do stuff. Like I'll Every be day. I'll be at work and I'll just be thinking about like this event that I have coming up now. I'll be at work and I'll be preparing or typing stuff out or thinking about what to do, strategize. Like it's like constantly in my mind. Sometimes I'm like, okay, God, when am I leaving this job again <laughs> to go full time <laughs> into Maria Breaker's corner? Because like I feel like I enjoy this more. And again, that comes from having i mean for me it's growing in church and being part of children ministry being a children's teacher and being a youth leader and helping out in church and that's where i knew that it was later on that i realized that this is where god has called me to young people so i mean i don't know where someone out there may feel their god idea or what dream god has placed in their heart for them or the plan that god has for them but you have to start somewhere like you said if it's music you have to pick up is it the piano is it the guitar is it the drums you have to find something is it going for worship sessions or worship concert or worship conferences that will help you and equip you to do better so whatever it is that you need to start doing now do it and just 
trust in God to lead you to order your steps. The Bible says you make your crooked path straight. So any part that is crooked, he's going to definitely make it straight for you. So just depend on God and trust in him. Thank you so much, Judah, for an amazing conversation. For coming on here we really appreciate you your story it's amazing i mean we digress a little but i believe someone will be blessed by I it believe so. yeah but I thank you so. thank you so much how can people support follow where can they find you yes first of thank you too thank you so much for what you're doing things like this i believe are really important but because i believe in the value of us young people talking to young people because yeah. we understand ourselves more yeah and when people hear this thing from us it would make much more sense seeing someone as young yeah. as you are at the same age as you are in the same level yeah. as you keen into God and dedicating themselves to become all that God has called them to do. So yeah. thank you for creating such platform. Somebody like myself to come and share our experience. It's really a blessing to have you. So yeah. I have platforms. I believe I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, YouTube, and I'm also on TikTok now. So if you're <laughs> on any of these platforms, <laughs> if you're on any of these platforms, you search for Judah Zubayo. Okay. I'm sure you can find me. And okay. then you can, and even on the music stores, the Apple music stores, iTunes, Spotify, and the likes, Judah Zubar. Okay. So all the platforms, Judah Zubar, and you can get onto me there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And it's, Judah Zuberu, Z-U-B-A-I-R-U. So just in case you're looking for it, thank you so much. Right. Really appreciate you. And you're welcome. Continue inspiring young people, continue breaking barriers. And I can't wait to see the many more God has in store for you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the BB Corner Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Breaking to it.